Welcome to our weekly meditations and uh, this ongoing conversation during this series about the four spiritual principles. We started last week and we uh, talked a little bit about the principles and uh, the first principle, um, I am not, but he is. And uh, hopefully we're going to... Uh, complete today or have a good conversation about the second principle right if i can't but he can and uh, just a reminder this uh come these principles come from um, a book called four spiritual secrets by dick woodward and um, i think it's out of print but you can get copies uh, used copies and it's a nice little book very simple I, I love the simplicity and the power of it so so let me give you a few ideas about this, uh, this second principle and really uh, hope to have a, a, a good uh, conversation about it. I can't, but he can, right? And I don't know you, but the, the first thing that comes to mind as I, as I read that is, oh yeah, of course, of course I know that. <laughs> but it is in many times, it's something that I know in my, in my head but as I ponder about it, I, I realize that um, I don't really function much thinking about it. You know, I, I function more, more thinking that I can do it, <laughs> that God can, but he only can if I cannot. So this is more like a, I have to do it first and, and he's there just to help me whenever I cannot. So anyway, I don't know what's your, your view. But the, the first principle uh, that we talked about last week, uh, I think it touched on, on our identity. It focused on an identity. You know, I am not. I am not my thoughts. I know what I think I am, and I know what I, I want to be. I am actually who sort of God says I am, right? And, and that, that, that there is some element of tension there, but there is some liberation. This second principle uh, talks uh, or focuses on performance, on, on our ability, what we do, what we can do, what we cannot do. And I will say it, it touches uh, something I think is deeper, that is purpose. You know, this idea of purpose. Um, we say in faith walking that uh, uh, fully human, fully alive life is a life that ultimately joins God in what God is doing in the world. And we talk about purpose, we talk about mission, but we, we think that this is the outcome of identity, right? And it's not necessarily a ministry, a formal ministry, but, but it is uh, fulfilling the purpose that we were created to do. So I cannot, but he can. So let's start by, by reviewing or remembering, and we all have read this, some of, the, some of those I can't in the Bible. Okay, a few. I think I have four. So, first one, John 15, uh, 4 and 5. This is Jesus talking, and this is the, the Passion Translation. This year has been my, my uh, interest in the Passion Translation, so bear with me. Um, Jesus says, For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. I am the sprouting vine and you are my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. 
But when you leave separated from me, you are powerless. Yeah. So this is a famous passage, right? Uh, separated from me, you can do nothing. Right? That is the, usually the, the memory of the translation. But uh, yeah, Jesus tells us there is a, a, a fruitfulness that comes out of connection with him. And uh, without him, we can't, indeed. Another I can't in the Bible, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 to 10. This is uh, Paul. He right? talks uh, also about uh, uh, what he can do or he cannot. And he writes Passion Translation again. He answered me, my grace is always more than enough for you. And my power finds its full expression through your weakness. So I will celebrate my weakness. For when I am weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. For my weakness becomes a portal to God's power. Right? My grace is sufficient for you. And, and that is... Um, right this one of those these this paradoxes you know when we are weak he's strong and uh, he actually does more sometimes in us and through us through that weakness in, in a sense when we can't he is able to do more another one just as a reminder again john uh, chapter 5 1920 Again, it's Jesus. So Jesus said, I speak to you timeless truth. The son is not able to do anything from himself or, or through my own initiative. I only do the works that I see the father doing. For the son does the same works as his father. Because the father loves his son so much, he always reveals to me everything that he is about to do. And you will all be amazed when he shows me even greater works that, than what you've seen so far. So Jesus, Jesus actually voices this principle, right? I can't, I can't, but he can. And those are good words, you know, to, to pay attention. If Jesus is saying this, okay, well, this is more than just the opinion of many, right? Jesus He's talking about this, I can't. One more, Psalms 127, verse 1 through 2, uh, another passage that you're familiar with in, in a little bit of a different translation. If God's grace doesn't help the builders, they will labor in vain to build a house. If, God, if God's mercy doesn't protect the city, all the centuries will circle it in vain. It really it's senseless to work so hard from early morning till late at night, toiling to make a living for fear of not having enough. God can provide for his lovers even while they sleep. It's convicting. It's always convicting to me. Right? If, if the Lord doesn't build a house. So I think all of these uh, passages uh, are... Uh, this picture, this contrast between our, our kings, what, what I can do, my strength, what I, what, what, what I can achieve, 
and what God can achieve. And there are so many more. You know, nothing is possible. I mean, there are things that are impossible for men, but nothing is impossible for God. So that there is always this contrast between those things. And uh, so the principle is pretty, pretty biblical, if you want. A couple ideas about this, right? A couple thoughts. I, I don't think we like the I can't moments in life, right? We don't like them. And no judgment, no condemnation. It's just the real, re realization. I don't like weakness. I don't like to be aware that I can't do something. I think culturally we, we live in this uh, culture that values performance and control and, and strength. It's, it's so clear. Um, we, we are raised, even uh, sometimes in, 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 in the home of uh, love for God and Christian values, sometimes we have this cultural aspect of being in control and to do our best. And there's nothing wrong with doing our best, but that there is uh, uh, sometimes a disconnection of who is doing the work and what's what we are doing. It is me if it is God, right? So on, on, on a cultural, global sense we live with the influence of culture and individually you know a false self true self a false self it thrives or, or finds security in performance and what we can do what the, what i can do is always trying to, to to set us in 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 works in in what we deserve in in this for that or works right uh and so we we don't do i can't very well we don't know. We seem weak, and sometimes there are moments and we are taken to these I can't moments, but we kick and scream uh, till we get there. So, and while there is some value in performance, and I believe it is, um, we need to learn to perform too. What is true then is, is that in the spiritual journey, um, you know, unless we understand this this journey with the, the paradox, with the, uh, they say, the inverse kingdom kind of values or, or this way of descent, of, of losing, of dying, of, of having less control, uh, we don't make much progress. So we don't do very well this, and, and, and that's hard. So uh, I, I believe in a, in a second Todd is that God leads us to real I can't moment, I can't moments in our lives. This is the grace of God. Even if you think of, of Christ and and uh, not only temptation uh, before his ministry, but to the to the ultimate uh, I can't moment of the cross, right? I can't, I cannot. I, I, my life is given to you. We see this huge picture of. Of God's plan into this not because God wants us to suffer necessarily or you know but it is the grace of God I, I believe that we grow through these I can moments and a real I can moment so a distinction that is helpful for me is to to think what is a real I can't moment and what is not the real I can moment so 
the a real I can moment is not uh, an under-functioning moment when, you know, oh, I cannot do it. <laughs> and I let people take responsibility and do what I should be doing, right? It's not that tricky. That, that is not that. Or it is not fear. I mean, I'm, I'm so afraid that I'm not going to commit. Or it's not distancing or I cannot stand that. Those are not real I can't moments, right? Our experiences actually of coming to the end of ourselves. And I bet if, if I ask each one of us, we all have some of that. There's an author that uh, I, I wrote there, uh, an author that talks, he says, it's like laying there in the basement of my life. <laughs> you cannot go deeper than that, right? Here I am at the bottom of the bottom. We're talking about those I can't moments when, when we are almost to give up. There is no place. I lift up my eyes to the mountains where my help is going to come from. So as I was writing here, these are considering these, I, I remember, um, yeah, almost 20 years ago, uh, you know, me coming to the United States and one of those moments, I didn't know anything about anything spiritual. And uh, I remember very clearly all these, not only, um, you know, confusing moment of, of changing my life and, you know, the spiritual awakening and, and living a life in Ecuador and living a career and, and, and getting in such a place of confusion and uh, not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow and all that emotion. But I remember this, this I, I can't moment. And I remember how freeing it was at some point. Uh, yes, the emotions will be expressed and sometimes I will be praying and pouring my heart to the Lord, you know, in that way that we only can when we are suffering. And suddenly I would just fall asleep. So the end of myself. And after two or three times experiencing that, I will knew. I will knew that all this will be just my praying my heart, but eventually I will go to sleep, sort of trusting. I can't. So really, if God, if you don't do anything now, this is it. <laughs> so real I can moments, right? That's what we are talking about. The grace of God. Uh, usually, I, I say the grace of God because as you read the life of uh, all the people who have gone through these and kind of mentors or guides that we have in a spiritual journey, you will see that is, is, are those moments of I can't usually the moments that precede uh, a moment of growth, of awakening, of fresh revelation from God in the Bible. Should I just put some names? Moses. You know, I can't. I want to bring this justice, you know, whatever it was. I can't. 40 years, I couldn't. Right? David had to, to, to flee and all those beautiful psalms that come out of it. I can't. I can't. And suddenly, races. Paul, amazing conversion. You know, I can't. I cannot even see. And suddenly there is a moment. And as we mentioned, Jesus in the famous, I can't. So last thing in these moments is I can't fix, control, or predict the I can't moments in my life. In my life. 
you know, for much. Okay, okay, I agree with you, Marcos. Uh, I can moments. Okay, tell me one, two, three. What should I do? <laughs> no, it doesn't work like, like that. We are thrown into it, and it is an experience. It's helpful to talk about these, and they are beautiful and amazing books. But uh, our icon moments are going to be lived. Uh, in a very real and unique way for each one of us. So those are some of some of my my thoughts. You know. Um, finally, I think God provides freedom and intimacy through icon moments in life. Uh, indeed, freedom from what? I would say from from fear. Sometimes the icon moment gets us into being stuck in life, and we don't commit because we are afraid of failing, afraid of committing, afraid of whatever it is. And it is only through those moments where you really can't, you eventually get a little bit of a, of a victory. It's not a victory forever, right? But, but, but you taste a bit of a victory of God in your own fear of failure or whatever it is. Right? I think the, the Lord provides freedom uh, from performance. It's the other side. It's when we are functioning and running like a typical right like like, like the little, little mouse in the in the spin you know performing 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 and the risks and this performance is, is either pride or moments of pride and moments of exhaustion the i can moment sometimes comes when things fall or where, where my my health falls and crumbles because i cannot keep up with that rhythm Freedom from performance and find that freedom from being disconnected from God. You know, I believe that we can live, um, let's say, a Christian life for many years, uh, loving God, wanting to love God, really, the best heart, but uh, functionally with the disconnection from God. I have to, have to be careful not to do that. I have the tendency to think of myself as an independent contractor of God, for God. Right? Really. It's like, okay, God, you're awesome, you're awesome. I, I agree. Okay, uh, tell me what I need to do. And I'll do it. And that's that's the way that this relationship works, right? You tell me and I do it, but God shows me the I can't moment in my life. This is not about me doing things for God. Yes, it's about obedience and faithfulness. It is about a, a deeper intimacy. And I can do a lot of things, but I still struggle with intimacy, you know, with, because of, of my own experience. So thanks the Lord for those moments of I can't, because it has, they have taught us a lot. Let me finish with this idea of, of Peter, you know, the, the, the author of the book, talks a little bit about Peter. He, he teaches actually about Peter. I, I'm not going to teach, but I like the, the analogy. Peter transformation through the I can moments, right? You know the story. I can fish, right? When he has been fishing all day and didn't, didn't uh, catch anything. And Jesus says, well, go one once again. And he say, uh, okay, well, he's kind of pushing to this thing. And all these amazing fish that uh, fishing that make him take 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 him to to his on his knees and to say you know I'm a worthy man. 
I can walk. I, you know, he tries and, and eventually stumbles a bit, walk on the in, in the water, of course. Um, I can be courageous. Uh, the famous denial. You know, yes, I will love you. I will love you. I will go with you to the end. He can't. <laughs> he couldn't. And uh, I can't love. The famous questions. Can you love me? Do you love me? There is an I can't in, in Peter at that moment. <laughs> I can't what I can. Cannot do them. But, but God uses this transformation and we see this Peter. Uh, being transformed and powerful in in all this amazing story with the Lord. So, yeah, I love the stories of of people like like Peter, right? Jesus, look, uh, it's, it says in, in the book of Luke, those who heard this say, "Then who can be saved? Then who can listen to that? Then who can, Lord? This is too hard." Jesus responded, what appears humanly impossible is more than possible with God. For, God. for God can do what man cannot. And just my, my final appealing into this is uh, we're in this journey to, to try to be faithful, to try to walk, to try to, to grow in intimacy with the Lord. And in many ways, we cannot do that. But God can. So, this is Esther the Wall. I think I've used this before, but I think it fits really well. Uh, the book is Living the Contradictions. And she says, uh, this is the mystery of the Christian life. To receive a new self, which depends not on what we can achieve, but on what we are willing to receive. Sometimes I, I need to exchange, and I think that is the essence of this, to learn that I have to exchange my I can't, I cannot, with the I can of God. And that's the principle. So, so there you go. Let me stop here and listen what comes to your mind. What are you present to? As usual, I needed this. Um, when um, one of the, the outcomes or um, consequences, that's what I want, of the depression and anxiety that I've gone through in the last year and a half is um, a decreasing in my self-confidence. Um, and... I need to remember um, that, that it's appropriate that I, I not feel that I have the self-confidence, but that my confidence is in God um, and that he will bring me through what I need. And, and I need to remember that um, when I'm feeling um, disappointed in myself, not so much as a failure, but disappointed. Um, that I'm just looking at it the wrong way. Thank you. Thank you, Judith. Yeah. I like how you say, I'm looking at this in the wrong way. You know, that is 
how we see things, you know, self-referential, this is about me or this is about what I cannot see from God's perspective is, is challenging and sometimes lasts good enough that I come back to, to the other way of seeing, right? Um, you know how sometimes scriptures are so familiar and then suddenly you'll, you'll see something there that you had never noticed. And the John 5, 18 was like that for me. I mean, I'm so familiar with that passage of telling us we can do nothing apart from him. I remember that. But the starting of it is him saying, I can't do anything. Uh, and, and I honestly had skipped over that. Uh, uh, and I even pulled out my Bible, I thought, Maybe that's a weird translation. <laughs> I apologize, Marcus. <laughs> but, not at all. It's great. It's exactly the same, you know? And, um, and so thinking about what a, Jesus is saying, I can do nothing apart from the Father. And, of course, he can do all things he sees what the father is doing and he does those things. And, uh, but, but what, you know, if, if Jesus can't, I can't, you know, I certainly can't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The fact that Jesus says that kind of redeems a lot, <laughs> encourages me to, to acknowledge too, right? Yeah. And, and I love the, the, the idea of translations. You know, that's sometimes the, the good things of translations somehow open, uh, open our understanding. I, the way that they say things is helpful. Um, that is the same, yeah. Good. Thanks, so. I was, um, I was reminded of a I can't moment what I'm doing now was a real passion inside me but at the time I was in a place where I wasn't allowed to do it and so and that real feeling that I can't like I can't do this anymore and so all of those things that you put in me I just I can't do them um whether that be I'm not allowed to or kind of there's no opportunity I just can't do them um and being in that place of like I will I will lay all of these things down all of these things that I feel that I can't do, like I'm just gonna lay them down. And if I don't, if I don't ever get to do them again, that's fine because I have you, Jesus, and these the things that I'm holding that I can't do at the moment are just nothing compared to to having you. Um, and I can remember how painful that was and how much of a struggle it was. But then as you looked at kind of Peter at the end and his I can't moments and how Jesus came in and changed them around and took his I can't and, and made it into something um, so much bigger than he thought of. So like the, the catch of fish or walking on water, like the, the coming to that place where he, he's in love with, with Jesus and, and Jesus says kind of go and feed my sheep like 
all those I can't moments that I've had as I've come to Jesus with them and just said, like, just laid them out, then Jesus can come and take them and turn them into moments that are a real in glorifying him rather than like me struggle through and me try and prove a point or whatever like pride and exhaustion and striving like I need to lay those I can't moments down and let him come and turn them around for his glory yeah thanks Michelle you're right such a good good reminder that struggle of the I can is just yeah releasing that and and Peter had this amazing sermon right that all these people came to know Christ and to be become the big first church or whatever and and had courage to to uh, acknowledge the Lord so yeah it is a great picture remember how in God those things that he could not were possible good um i think it's just so important for us to hold on to both sides of this the i can't but can't um because i think the world looks at this and goes it's it's completely countercultural because all you hear now is strength be strong and i mean i look at you women here and i mean Every, almost every movie I see about women and with women are, you've got to, you know, you are strong. You're really strong. I mean, and of course, men have dealt for years with the I can't be weak issue, you know, but it seems it seems so much now that it's women as well uh, uh, dealing with that. Um, but the, and it seems like for the world, like we're stopping with the I can't. It's it seems like a weak, weak, you know, in a in a you know a degrading kind of way. Uh, but but we end with a but he can, and Paul ends up saying uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So there so there's strength there, but it's like it comes from the. Yeah. It's through release and surrender and yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think so strong and master the strength, you know. And then it all crashes because the reality is we're not that strong. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think you you touch on something that is very important. <clears throat> so. Um, so the, the, the inverse kingdom or, you know, like a weakness for strength, that is one thing. But I think the Bible, more than intellectually, the, 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 the spiritual walk, right, this journey, it is a, a, a work of tensions in which it's very hard to be polarizing one side or another, right? As you say, I have to keep both. I cannot throw the all my cans through the through the uh, trash, right, to, to, in, in trash, because God wants me to do my part. But, um, and, and that is very hard to explain, um, you know, uh, how, how to manage those tensions. I mean, they are from, from the creative tension, you know, models to, I, I like, uh, for example, uh, is Tim Keller, I think we, 
he had a really good uh, little little message not long ago, um, talking about Proverbs 16. I think uh, the Lord, man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Right? I don't know if you if you saw that. I love how he brings this tension. He say, okay, it is not that the the man only plan, or that the man doesn't plan and God does everything. It is not one extreme or another extreme and it is not 50 percent one and 50 percent another one you know okay i'm gonna plan how do you plan 50 percent <laughs> but actually he says it is a hundred percent both so i show up and i do my planning right and it's a hundred percent gone god directing my my uh, steps but there is an a, a sense a beginning in understanding in that in that collaboration the one who is doing it with me, it is not my intellect, and it is God himself, the Spirit of the Lord. You see the intentionality of Christ, you know, saying, I tell you, and with such certainty, very intentional and very clear. He was not doubting at any point. He was doing it. But then he says, I can't. I cannot do. It's not me. It is God with me. Even trying to, to convey that right now is a bit confusing for me. I, I haven't found a good way to put it other than to say it is not 50%, really. And that is also Tim Keller. It's not 20%, 80%. It's 100% and 100%. Because these or these are not the point. What is the point is moving forward. It is this moving is a kind of a third way in which god is glorified through this uh, partnership this relationship that uh, that takes place when we let it go so it's very good what you just say soul to remind us paul says i can do it now i do can i can do it because christ can do it in me so you see how to explain? I was thinking, I can't is um, like instantly when I saw the topic was, you know, the I can't. I had this like, Ugh, you know, I don't, I don't like that. I can't. Um, I think culturally, you know, we don't like think about things that we can't do. And so like growing up, I was um, super stubborn and fiercely independent and um really, you know, didn't want to acknowledge that there was like anything I couldn't do. Um, and that was something that I really had to wrestle with, um, in my faith, um, because I wanted to be, um, you know, I wanted to be really strong, like soul said and independent and things. And, um, and I think as a, before I knew the Lord, when I was a, a teen and young adult, um, I really tolerated a lot. I had a lot of really unhealthy and dysfunctional, um, relationships and thought patterns that were rooted in the fact that I didn't want to ask for help. Um, you know, I didn't want to be weak. I didn't want to need anyone else. I was going to show everybody that I could do all the things I wanted to do. And, um, you know, I'm so strong and I'm so independent. And, um, and I was really frustrated when I couldn't fix things or control things or manipulate the outcomes that I wanted um, because that that was like weakness. And um, I used to pray a lot uh, for 
strength. And I remember I had a meeting one time with um, the pastor at my church at the time. And um, I was, I was, he was like doing some counseling with me. Um, But I had asked, you know, if he would be, if he would join me in praying for strength. And he said, no. And I was really like caught off guard at first. And he said, no, I'm not going to pray for you to have strength. He said, I think you already have more strength than is appropriate. You are doing way more than you should be doing. You are, you know, putting up with situation to accomplish things that are, you know, out of your power, out of your control or not your responsibility. He said, I will not pray for you to have strength. I will pray for you to become more aware of your weakness because that's what you need. You need to be more aware of your weakness so that you can appreciate God's strength and what you can do through it. You you don't need more strength alone, you know, you need to understand um, how weak you really are and that you need to partner with God and stop trying to do everything yourself. Um, and that was a really, it was really powerful. And it's something that. Well, Laura, you know, you sorry. At the time I thought, what, you're not going to, you're not going to pray for me for straight. Like, um, but it was something that I really had to work through and that God, um, ministered through a lot of, um, and so, and, and just, I don't know, it kind of, for me, ties into the idea that like, it is in our weakness that God's strength shines through, right? If I can do everything for myself, there's no testimony mm-hmm. in that story. I don't need God. I can do it all myself, right? Um, so it's, I don't know, it's, um, that was the starting point for me of really like a significant shift in perspective to where now I think I'm more aligned with like where Paul says that to boast about his weaknesses, because that's where, you know, God's goodness is really uh, highlighted. And um, yeah, so that's now, I don't know, I love to share stories. I'm always telling people about things that I've messed up or like my own shortcomings, because those are the chances I get to brag about God. There's the moments where I have to say, I can't, but he can. Um, you know, like you talked about today, those are the, those are the things that I love to talk to, um, other people about now, which is really neat to recognize because I used to want to be able to say, you know, look at me, I did all this great stuff and look at what I accomplished against the odds. Um, and now the things that I really think to share with others are the ones where I'm like, look what, look at this thing that I like royally screwed up over here. And then look what God did with it. (laughs) So, yeah, this was a great. Um, this was a great topic. And Laura, and those things that I know you shared on Facebook and everything, you know, it's it's in those vulnerabilities and it's in those weaknesses that we share with one another that we relate better to one another. You know, I don't, it, it's just, it's all about, okay, so, you know, they struggle with this too, you know? And so it's just, it makes it more relatable instead of going on and just like you said, oh, I did this or I did that. Um, Kind of bragging on God, what God can do with all of us. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think that's true. And I realized that like when I started going to church, I think growing up, um, I thought that strength and being independent and stuff was something, you know, admirable. And so, I wanted to be that because then people would be impressed with me. Um, and then after I um, started going to church and and was in Christian fellowship, I realized that that was kind of like a turnoff. Like I had to recognize that for me, a barrier in ever going to church or anything was this idea I had that 
oh, Christian people are, you know, they're perfect. They have their whole life together. They don't have struggles and sin issues, you know, because they're, you know, like good Christian people because I wasn't raised in church or anything. So I had that idea. And that was a barrier for me where I thought, well, I can't go to church because I know the own messiness in my life. You know, I won't fit in and they're going to judge me. And I'm not that kind of person. I'm, you know, I need to like get my act together before I can come to the Lord. Um, And then after being able to recognize that that was a hindrance to me, it made me like really eager to want to share with other people about my own struggles and the hopes that, you know, that would not be a barrier to others that people, you know, that cause it was to me. Yeah. That's dead on Trish. Marcus. I also think about, you were talking about, you know, God provides freedom and intimacy through those I can't moments in life and through those I can't moments, I think, I, I just can't help but think about how God wants us, Jesus tells us to become like little children in the kingdom and how dependent little children are. Um, you know, they got to stay close. They've got it. And that's one thing the Lord's been telling me is just stay close. Um, hold on to me. Let me show you. Let me guide you. And, um, Laura, I was a stubborn child, (laughs) so it was, it's, yeah, it's just kind of like, well, I want, I want to do it. You know, we see that in, in children that are growing developmentally when they're little two or three years old. Um, and that's not, God doesn't want, want us to remain childish, but childlike and that with that childlike dependence on him so that he can move through us and do it through us. And um, that's just, that's just um, affirmation right here. The things we've been learning today. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Trish. I'm just thinking even psychologically, you know, we are, yes, we we are raised to, to say, I can, I can, you know, I'm controlling my life. You know, we, we, we find a lot of pride into it and you have a life and, you know, and eventually we're going to have to face a lot of I can't, right? I mean, even if, if everything, <laughs> uh, I don't know, um, in life works well, you know, as, as we age, the, 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 the I can't is going to be a, a very real. So what, what do we do, right, with, uh, with, with, with that? So what is my reaction to the I can't? Is, is this practice of, of recognize that I can't? You know, and, and and if I wait until I really can't, <laughs> when it's, it's a big deal, I say kick and scream, right? So this season of, of life for me, the, the I can't, uh, that is very real, um, has to do with with parenting, you know, with, with a big family and uh, or uh, another... Uh, another baby and so whatever was working until before the baby uh, is not working anymore (laughs) those are the news right i can't and i don't like to admit it but i can't i i somebody put it so well i I, i'm taking that it's like i learned this recipe that i mix together to make my to bake my life and make it work now there are new ingredients and I don't know, it's not working. It's, I cannot make it. And there's a lot of turmoil into that, but, 
but where does it take me? And I think that is where this principle uh, goes to, right? That, does it take me to God or to more effort and more doing and more striving? I call it the crazy cycle. More of the same trying, striving, kicking, yelling, controlling, forcing. Or, you know, to the place where I can't, I can't do this. I cannot. And from that breaking point, I still don't have the answer, but, uh, but I can tell you it's a lot better to, to be there than to keep trying to push and to make this happen in myself. And, and this is not very spiritual, right? <laughs> it's being a parent of four uh, little ones. It sounds a little bit ashamed to, to, to recognize, but I cannot be a good dad. I need God for that. And there is some relief in the fact that I can say that. And in prayer, that relief becomes life in prayer. Instead of the, the, the shaming path, I cannot, and even God is, is disappointed because I did this or whatever. It is a place where I feel that, that intimacy of God saying, come to me, you know, I love you. You're going to learn. And something in me tells me there is some sense that it will be okay. <laughs> I think it's the testimony of the same Holy Spirit saying, it will be okay, Marcus. Trust the Lord. He can. Ministry. You know, how dangerous it is when we are doing ministry in our I can force and strength. I don't know how long we can sustain that. No. So, good conversation. Thank you all. I think it's, uh, it's about time. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let, me, let me share my screen to, to pray together. Our blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>